Welcome to the teaching ministry of pastors Carl and Cheryl Thomas. Our favorite verse is Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Consumed by that revelation, we are committed to recognizing, resourcing, and releasing high-impact ministries resulting in global glory, transforming lives to impact their world. We have a teaching that will impact you today. Now, let's get right into that word. Well, if you're joining us for the very first time, I'm Pastor Cheryl, and this is Pastor Carl. Pastor and if Carl. you're wondering why we're not wearing our masks, we're husband and wife. We live in the same house, so we breathe Worship the same air. Worship team has left the building, yeah. so uh, we're making sure that we got a, a small group around, just a, a few of the media team here to make sure that we can still broadcast. But, uh, you know, we're just, just trying to make sure that we do things and keep everybody safe. Can I yeah. get an amen, Pastor Cheryl? Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to try not to touch my face in my hair. <laughs> Pastor Carl was pulling up uh, different uh, video clips of Madeline and I fidgeting with her hair. I was like, wow, and you guys uh, uh, are comforting yourselves by... No, I wasn't was self-soothing. It, it was like looking yet? at the camera and going, oh, that hair looks really ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> try to do your hair and makeup uh, after the show starts. Yeah. I well, good morning, guys. Bless team. you guys. It's good to be here. We're in a series called Pivot, and yeah. we're going to pivot. Just as I was sharing, even in the offering teaching, you know, it, it might look like we sold a building in the middle of a pandemic. We didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. We had the offer before the pandemic, but we sold it. We sold the building, and uh, uh, we're getting ready to move. And at the end of April, May 1st, we will be in a new facility. May 1st. We and where will, be will that be, Pastor Carl? And uh, we're actually settling on some things right now. Uh, we're still looking for property or looking for a building or looking for other things to purchase. But right now, it looks like we may, may lease a spot mm -hmm. for a while. And mm -hmm. we're negotiating something right now, even working with an architect on some things. We're also looking at other properties to buy right now as well. So we might buy and lease. And there's several and things. And the benefits of this property that we're going to lease, uh, for those of you who are interested, is all the square footage is on one level. So oh, we're, going, we're going to circumvent the whole um, process of parents having to take children upstairs to a second yeah. floor and just for a safe place and ease and everything, having everything on one floor, floor is so much better. Yeah. And then lots of parking. Lots of parking. Which and is a problem. Pray yeah. for us because we're still kind of negotiating right now, but pray for us in this whole thing because it's an empty shell. So the whole thing is going to be brand new. Mm -hmm. It's going to be turn the key and walk in. Yeah. And uh, we just want to be able to put together a real wow facility, just a yeah. wow facility. And I just believe that we're being set up for something really, really big. I want yeah. you to look at this. It says uh, John Wooden, he was a... Uh, Football uh, guy, wasn't he? No, he was a basketball, basketball coach of UCLA, but he won more championships. I knew it was sports. <laughs> he won like back to back to back to back championships. You know, the first thing he did with his uh, students when they came in and his college students, and they'd been playing basketball, most of them all their life. But the first thing he did is he took them, sat them down and went through like a half hour lesson on how to how put to on your shoes. Yeah. How to put on shoes. your socks. How do you put your socks on and your shoes? And he, I mean, they couldn't believe it. He's, he start right there. He said, your feet are your foundation. Your feet. Your feet. Your feet are your foundation. <laughs> and you got to get that right. But he was a serious guy, but a guy who just, you know, wow, had amazing results and took young men, turned them into leaders and powerful people. But uh, it says, when opportunity comes, here's what he said, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. Yeah. I mean, when opportunity comes, 
too late. I mean, you, I mean, oh, there's an opportunity. Oops. I mean, it, it'll pass you by, you know. I think there's a massive opportunity to lay hold of harvest. Uh, there's never been a time when people have been more confused, broken, just messed up, isolated, mm-hmm. feeling like I'm desperate for community. And so we're going to set Curious. up something that is going to be so community-focused, and we're going to see just a ridiculous harvest. We are going to see a ridiculous harvest. You know, even during the pandemic, We've been seeing souls saved, but we've had, during the pandemic, during lockdown, during the limitation, we've had over 100 guest cards during the lockdown, and the church has been growing during the Mm -hmm. lockdown. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting stuff, isn't it, Pastor Cheryl? Yeah, guest cards when we were able to open up. When we were able to open up. Even in the midst of lockdown, we we get our guest cards via the online Online? service. New new people in last week, so it's good stuff. So a pivot. You ready? We're talking about pivot. Pivot is a fixed point supporting something which turns or balances the unchangeable in relationship to the changeable. The unchangeable in relationship to the changeable. Amen. Right? It's a fixed point. So we're kind of talking a little bit about change. We're in a season of change. Like last week we shared a quote and the quote said that things have never been changing as fast as they are Mm -hmm. right now. And yet this this is the slowest that things are changing ever again. Can I share a quote I found yes, from Leonard can. Sweet? you can. Okay, so Leonard Sweet, uh, one of my favorite um, authors as well, he says this about change. What is the difference between a living thing and a dead thing? In the medical world, a clinical definition of death is a body that does not change. Yeah. Change is life. Stagnation is death. If you don't change, you die. It's as simple as that. Boom. So whether we like it or not, we we change. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fact of life. We yeah. like our bodies change. Everything changes. Changes. Nothing is static, and nothing should be stagnant. You wake up, and things are not the same as when you went to bed. That's True. the way it is. So yeah. so we're talking about pivot because we're talking about the relationship between the unchangeable with the changeable. Yeah. Because we look at Isaiah forty six nine and the unchangeable and 10. being God. The unchangeable and being God. The changeable God. being environmental yeah. circumstances. Some people want to hang on to things. I don't want anything to change. Well, good luck with that. Things yeah. are going to change. But there's some things about God that don't change. But look what it says, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things, those things long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning of ancient times. I make known what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. You know, God, we see the history of God. We see his faithfulness through generations, and we see what his purpose is. God says, I know the beginning from the end. You know, God's never caught off guard. I remember a lot of times in scriptures, remember when David said, I want to bring the glory of God to me? And so David, a great revelation. It's not a wrong revelation. God is pleased, and he wants to dwell with us. But David wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant, representing the, the tangible presence of God. He wanted it to come to the city. He wanted yeah. it to come to him. And But, you know, he put it on an ox cart, and he put it on with two guys called talent and the same thing, talent and ability, to drive the cart. You know, he tried with talent and ability in an ox cart on a Philistinian pattern. He used the wrong pattern, the wrong method to try to bring the glory of God to town. Mm -hmm. And you know, it turned into a mess. People Mm -hmm. died and it was messy. And you know, David was mad. He said, he's mad at God. He said, how can God come to me? You see, God wants to come to you. But you know, when there's a failure, when there's a setback, it doesn't mean God had a setback. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we experience setback, doesn't mean God had a setback. You know, sometimes we got to, like David, you got to go back and figure that out. Because God was still blessing. They sent the Ark of the Covenant over to Obed-Edom's place, and God and was still blessing. Prospered. His whole place prospered. And all he did was open the door. 
That's to the presence all he did. of God. He just said, we want to send this over to your place. It was just killing people. So mm -hmm. we want to drop it off in your front yard. And he's like, oh yeah. He opened his door, put it in the living room and said, kids, don't touch that. No, he brought it into his home. And, you know, and then David said, hey, how's things going with that guy? Probably expect to hear some bad stories. But they said, everything he has is blessed. Mm -hmm. See, God is always going to be blessing. But David went and figured it out. And he realized, you bring the presence of God to town on the shoulders of the priesthood. Mm -hmm. Don't use a, a carnal vehicle to try to bring in a purpose of God. Don't use the arm of the flesh. Don't use the arm of the flesh to try to realize a spiritual victory. Mm -hmm. You know, because the battle's won. Not the victory is the Lord's. Not by power, but we by my spirit, We keep on trying to win battles that God already won. True. You know, and he knows the beginning from the end. You know what? He knows his purpose will stand. So don't worry about setbacks. Don't worry about it. God knows exactly what he's doing. So Micah 3, 6, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Hebrews Malachi. 13, sorry, Malachi. What did I say? Micah. Micah. Sorry about that. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same forever, yesterday, today, and forever. James 1, 17, every good and perfect gift comes, comes from, from above. above. It comes from yeah. the Father of lights with whom there's no, no variation. variation and no there's no shadow, shadow of turning. turning. He's always given good gifts. He's always gifts. good. So yeah. bad and he stuff never going changes. On. That's right. Bad and I love this fact, um, the immutability of God is foundational to our faith. Yes, it is. Because if we believe that God's character and yeah. nature changes, then we are on shaky ground. Yeah. And that leaves us open to thinking, you know, what if God, our loving God, turns into a, a malevolent God? Yeah. And so the fact that God never changes is, is foundational for me. It, it undergirds my faith and gives me confidence yes. in God. And so, yeah. you know, I, That's I like I that. That's approach the throne of grace with yeah. boldness. And with confidence. Because it's a throne of grace. It's a throne of mercy. Because I know right here, he's a good father who yeah. only and always, there's no shadow of turning. Mm -hmm. He never has a bad day. It's never like, oh, don't talk mm -hmm. to him today. Don't ask him for anything. He's kind of grumpy. God's yeah. always in a really, really good mood. And he always, always loves you. And he actually says, I want to do exceedingly abundantly And every one more. of his promises are yes and yes. amen and they stand. Amen. Every and promise. So I was thinking about that today. And I was thinking about Genesis 8, 22, where it says, for as long as the earth shall endure, yes. seed, seed time, time and harvest, harvest will remain forever. Forever. And so that make, gives me comfort in the yes. midst of my thinking about a zombie apocalypse in oh. the book of I, Eli coming true. <laughs> yeah. But if God is immutable and his word never changes and he promises that there will always be seed time and harvest, sun and, and moon and day and night, then I know that I yeah. can be confident that there will be no zombie apocalypse. And I could also be Amen? confident that every seed that I've sown in the soil, although there may be time, there's a harvest. Yeah. And there's a harvest. And God is not mocked. And it's not a, it's not a, 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 a scary statement. But listen, God is not mocked. You will reap mm -hmm. what you've sown. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you, but I got seed in the soil, all kinds of seeds. Seeds of kindness, yeah. seeds of love, seeds of blessing, financial blessing, generosity. You got seeds in the soil. So the unchangeable is God and the changeable is the environment and circumstances the circumstances stuff changes. In, Isaiah 43, 19, see. So here's God say, I don't change. But then he says, see, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing Which now. seems like a contradiction, but it's not. It's he not. can do new things. Yeah. It doesn't negate the fact that his nature his is nature, immutable. His character, he does not who change. he is, his, his purpose, his disposition towards us, his mm -hmm. word. I mean, he watches over his word to perform it. There's, yeah. there's nothing that he, he watches over. He says, that word's going to come to pass, yeah. you know? So it's like the angel said, the, Mary said, look, I just came from heaven. God's words. 
Yeah. God's, it's impossible for God's word to fail. Yeah. The word I just spoke to you, it will prosper. So I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That's what he's doing right now. If you see wilderness, you see wasteland, you see difficulties. I mean, God's making a way. He's yeah. making a way in the wilderness. That's what he's doing. And every time, you know what? If, if, if this looks, oh, this is different. We've never seen this before. You know what? God has seen it. And God can do a new thing right now for you. And he can bring you breakthrough. He knows the beginning from the end. And his purpose will always prosper. Amen. So we got that confidence in God. The word perceive means become aware, become conscious of something, come to realize or to understand. Now, Deuteronomy, I was looking at that last week, right? Yep. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus responded to the devil. He says, I don't, written. He, he didn't say I live by, it's written, it is written, but it's written. And here's what it says. It says, you don't live by the word of God, but you live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's not a logos, it's, it's a, a rhema. rhema. In the new covenant, when Jesus quoted it in, in Matthew, he said word, and it's a rhema word. It's a spiritually quick and powerful word with authority. It's a present truth. It's a present revelation of God. It's something current in your circumstances. Mm -hmm. It brings well, come to pass says, now. a word of God, the rhema is quick and powerful, quick and sharper powerful. than a two-edged sword, yeah. dividing asunder soul and spirit. Yeah, so it goes it right to the finest to areas. It's so good. So he humbled you. Here's what he did. And here's where it was written. Here's where it was written. It says he humbled you. He brought them out of Egypt. He brought them out of, you know, with slavery. And he brought them. That's a type of coming into life with Christ, and they, they came into life with Christ, baptized in the Moses, brought in, they're heading into the promised land, and he wants to teach them something. He wants them to learn something as they're going to move on and possess and now start, because God's going to take you into a land where you partner with him, where you do. He's taking them into a land that's full uh, of honey and full of milk and full of beautiful produce, but it's not a land where God does everything for you. It's a, a land where you sow and you reap. It's a land where you partner with God in the miraculous of the soil, resurrecting and bringing forth things. It's amazing how seed dies, mm -hmm. and then it resurrects and causes something to grow. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But, but you, he wants you to partner with him. So he wants you to learn some ways of life. He wants you to learn some principles of life. He said, I, I gave you, I caused you to be hungry. I took you in a place where there was nothing. So, I mean, you're going to be hungry because there's just no food around here. I mean, and God took you there, but he took you there so that even in a barren place, he wants you to know that you did not know this, your fathers didn't know this, but I did this because I want to make you understand. I want to make you understand. And I love the Amplified. It says, by personal experience. I want you personally to experience that man does not live by bread alone. You do live by bread, but you don't live by bread alone. You live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And Which is so important. In a, in a season of exponential change, we need to be able to hear yeah. the living, proceeding word of God and not be stuck in some past word that we heard before. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Some people get stuck. Well, this is what God said. This is what God said. I'm yeah. stuck right here. And imagine, you know, uh, Abraham went up the hill and the word he had was go up there and kill your son. Mm -hmm. But he got up the hill and all of a sudden, you know, don't kill your son. Hold your hand. Don't yeah. do it. There's a ram. Yeah. So sometimes you miss the provision of God because I'm stuck in a, in a previous revelation. I'm yeah. stuck. In, and you know, it's previous not things word. change. It's not that those things change, but you know, sometimes in the, in the progression of where you're going, God is going to speak to you. I mean, Abraham, all he had was go. Yeah. He didn't know where, he just had go. And, and, and the, word of, the, the word of the Lord came to him several times throughout his, the seasons of his yes. life, yeah. but he initially went on the word go. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good stuff. So he wants you to know that it's the preceding word that you got to follow. So God wants you to be comfortable with change. He wants oh. you to be comfortable even in crisis. He wants you to be tr comfortable whenever there's a trouble. You know, next week I'm going to preach. You going to preach? I'm just talking this week, but next week I'm going to preach. <laughs> next week I'm going to preach like fire. I'll tell you. Fire. It's, I'm, 
I'm just I'm excited about it right now. I'm almost ahead of myself. We're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about now. Okay. We're going to talk about us don't as give a congregation. All the I don't want to, but it's going to be really good. I'm just going to preach. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't care if I'm just speaking to so a camera. So God wants us that to be comfortable. That camera is going to move. He wants us to be comfortable with change. He wants yes. us to be comfortable in transitions. Are you he wants comfortable us with change. I am very comfortable with change. In fact, if there's not change going on, I sometimes create change. This is true. He creates chaos just to force change. Absolutely. It's important. (laughs) Knowledge of your unchangeable covenant relationship with your Heavenly Father allows you to master everything in a changing world. That's a good line, Pastor Carl. Is that a good line? I like that. Yeah. Because you can can interact and engage in life from a place of confidence. Strength and safety, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because you know he's unchangeable. You and know? that he loves me. And you might change. You might have a bad day, but it doesn't mean God's changed his mind about you. True. He still God never loves has you. a bad day, He might he? have a conversation with you going, hey, how's that going? You know, but he doesn't run away from you. He doesn't withhold you from you. He doesn't withdraw from you. Mm-hmm. You know, he's right there, face Amen. to face. All the, I will never leave you or forsake you. Isn't never, that a beautiful Never, never, never. First Timothy 3.15. So that if I am delayed, you will know. Here's Paul writing to Timothy. He says, if I'm delayed, I'm writing you this this letter and I'm writing you these things and these instructions because I want you to know how the people must conduct themselves in the household of God. Can you say household of God? Household of God. We're part of the household of God, the household of faith. And he said, this is the church. The household of God is the church. It's the church of the living God. Aren't you glad you're the church of the living God? And we don't worship some history lesson or dead Mm -hmm. tradition. We have a living God who's working with us right now. And this one it says, which is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. That is such a bold statement. It's a bold statement. For the author of um, Timothy, or is it First Timothy, to write yeah. that? Like, it's Timothy, what statement. you are doing, what God is doing in and through you is the foundation. It's, it's, it's the foundation of all things authentic, all, all things that have veracity, mm-hmm. all things that have absolute authenticity. You are the pillar, the pillar, and the foundation of truth. And that's what the church is in communities. We are the things that establish and manifest and display truth. Church, 1 Corinthians 3.11, for there's no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is that that laid which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the foundation. There's no other foundation. That's right. Pastor Cheryl. I know you look like you had a tongue twister there. I did. We are <laughs> built on the foundation. Our foundation is Jesus. And that's another one of these the things chief cornerstone. that the chief cornerstone. Ephesians 3:21 unto him be glory in the Church. church. You see, it has to be glory in the church because the church is the vehicle. You, it says, if you drink of me, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. So the livers, rivers of the livers, livers, the livers, <laughs> the rivers of living water flow out of our bellies. And you see, corporately, when we come together, corporately, it says Christ in you, corporately, plural, Christ in you is the hope of glory. And that river flows out. And it says the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Well, how, how long is the church the eternal purpose of God? Eternally. It yeah. was always, and it always will be, the family and the household of faith. Which is crazy, because you would think that, you know, sometimes you could think that when Jesus comes back, the uh, vehicle, the church well, ends. Church, but, but you don't understand that the church is the household of God. Yeah. The church isn't so just then it never some ends group that gets eternal together. It's his, it's his family. family. It's, yeah. his, it's his, his, family. his family. So, like, once he comes back, we cease being the family of God, and we all... Go to your own so corners. No, it's an eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. God always wanted a community that he would interact mm-hmm. with, that he would love and be loved and experience love and, and, and just manifest to the whole cosmos, this is my family. This is a glorious community. Ephesians 2, 19 to 21, you jumped ahead of me, but it says, so then... 
You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple, grows into a dwelling place for God himself. Mm -hmm. So we are being built together. God is dwelling on earth. Where is he dwelling? He's dwelling in a structure of living stones that are being built together to manifest his glorious kingdom in the earth. It's so yeah, like good. I d looked up um, like cornerstones and architecturally the so cornerstone important. is the first stone that was laid yeah. and all other stones uh, gain their reference from that one. Yes. So I think about Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, they all get their reference from that chief cornerstone. Yes. So it's all built upon that. And, you know, I've, I've watched the uh, contractors start. They built this big building beside us when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember watching them build the foundation. And I, I saw how much time they took to survey and to build and to plumb yeah. and to make sure that the, corner the beginning's was right. point, the corner point. Mm -hmm. Because everything would go it's off It's crazy. Of they do, Every yeah, and they do all, they do one corner and then they do all the other three corners after that. They, they make sure the whole thing is plumb. Mm -hmm. they, they watch the they watch the foundation too. very, very carefully. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you are not in, in perfect alignment with that cheap And your reference isn't with the Your reference is screwed up. And yeah. what you build is going to be messed up. And it won't be properly aligned with the foundation. Mm -hmm. So foundations are important. And that's why we want to celebrate foundations. And last week, we talked about the foundation of the nature and the character of God. Jehovah, the covenant God. We just gave you Jehovah. some of the covenant Sick names canoe. of God, which are about his character and his nature and things that are bedrock, things that are foundational things that will never, ever change. Bedrock. Bedrock. Yeah. They will not ever, ever change. I love that passage. And this is from the message, but Jesus, when he was teaching, he said, if you work the words in your life, the words that I'm teaching, into if you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who dug deep and laid the foundation. Can you say foundation? Foundation. Laid the foundation of his house on bedrock. When the river bursts its banks and crashed against the house, nothing could shake it because it was built to last. Mm -hmm. Nothing could shake it because it was built to last. Mm -hmm. You know, churches, church. churches these days are, are actually closing faster than they're being opening, but which the is church, really, really sad. But the church, his family, his, the ones that are established on the foundation, the family of God, the household of faith, it'll continue to grow because Jesus is building his church and the gates of hell are never going to prevail against it. They cannot withstand the powerful advance of the Ain't church. So you lay that foundation, nothing can shake it. It was built to last. You're happy today. That's awesome. <laughs> but if you just use my words in the Bible as Bible studies and don't work them into your life, if you're just having Bible studies and look at all my Bible knowledge, let me quote a verse for you, but it's actually not, you know, uh, in you. incarnated in you. If living. it's not become living and powerful in your life, if you don't work them into your life, it says you are a dumb carpenter. <laughs> A dumb carpenter. <laughs> the I don't know if there's such, so, a, like, such a thing as a dumb... I don't... My, my house built by a dumb carpenter. Do you? No. <laughs> you are a dumb carpenter who built a house, but you skipped the foundation. And when the swollen river comes crashing in, when COVID comes crashing in, when, when the, the devil who comes to steal, to kill, and destroy comes crashing in, I mean, when, when the pressures of life come crashing in, your foundations are going to get exposed. Mm -hmm. And they really will. Sadly, today, a lot of people's foundations Any are getting exposed. Any crisis exposes your it foundation. Does. You know, yeah. and how you respond to that manifests what you really believe. Mm -hmm. You know, what you really believe isn't what you parrot out of your mouth. What you really believe is what actually manifests in your life and actually shows up in your life. It's not the, you know, the scriptures you can quote. It's the scriptures that you're living by. 
It's the foundation of your life. He skipped the foundation when the river swole. It says it swole. collapsed. That's what it says. The river was swollen. The swollen river came crashing in. It collapsed like a house of cards. It was a total loss. It was a total loss. Amen. You're doing your hair again on, on not It was a total loss. All right. This right here, it's a cover. You may not be able to see the whole thing, but this is being published right now. We're uh, publishing that from, the Imp it's an Impact Church publication, and uh, Zach has helped together with myself and, and all of us really together have Edit the developed book. these uh, whole... Uh, values that we have and we've taught they become on them. A discipleship we've taught on them for, for years, a, but yeah. we want to put them in book form. Yeah. So uh, we've put a in book form, it's called Welcome Home and it's discovering the place where you belong. Mm -hmm. Welcome home, discover the place where you belong. This is exactly what this book is meant to say and exactly what it was written to help you do. Whether reading it on your own or working through this book with a mentor, this book will welcome you into this dynamic life-giving community called Impact Church. Let me read that again because that was good. What's it about? Oh, Pastor this Carl, book read will it welcome again. you. This book will welcome you into this dynamic, life-giving community called Impact Church. So what we have in here are our seven values and then also ways to mentor somebody with it, questions, uh, instructions, directions, action steps then to take with each of those. So you can read it yourself. You can buy 15 of them and give them to your friends and say, mm -hmm. here's the culture, here's mm -hmm. the group of people, here's the, here's the foundations that are in the community. And, that and these I'm aren't in. foundational values that we come by lightly. We've no, been 30 years in ministry. These are things that we have yeah. worked out and that yeah. we believe with our whole, whole heart are important in the community of Christ yeah, these, and in these our are, home. These are non-negotiable values in our community. These aren't, these aren't suggestions. It would be good if we had this. Mm -hmm. These are foundation. And you know, when you put things in your foundation, like if I went home now and said, hey, I'd like to move my foundation around. It's really hard to move your foundation <laughs> around because sure. it's down. Now it's down under. It's covered with dirt. Cemented. And it's holding together the whole structure. So you can't move that. But your, sound, your foundation needs to be sound. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what you put in the foundation, you got to really, really believe in and we're serious about these verbs we're serious about these values and these are foundational to us as a community and that's the foundation that we're moving on as we transition into a ridiculous season of growth and acceleration mm -hmm. so number one the number one value is connect and connect meaning the, this is right out of the book so the love and goodness of God are available for all to experience freely generously and graciously the love and goodness of God are available to all to experience freely generously and graciously we value this need to connect with others and we understand that authenticity and acceptance are necessary for true connections. And I want people to be authentic. Don't come here and not be real. Don't come here if you can't be real. And if you do come here, I mean, if you come, first of all, you're not real, you're broken, you're messed up, you're welcome. You are really, really welcome. But, but we want this to be a, a place where acceptance is an absolute, yeah. it's bedrock. You are accepted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we really want to be connected. We really believe this. And we really believe that, that, that it is a people, it is a community. We're going to do communion together. We're going to come to the communion table together. And we don't dwell together carelessly, but we really do connect. And we want you to connect. And you need people. You do need people. Anyone who says they don't need people is deluded. 
don't hang around a community loosely. Don't, don't kind of be, well, uh, I'm going to hang around for a bit to see what I think. Well, that's okay. And you know what? That's a great starting point. But you know what? I encourage you. We want to encourage you in the value of connecting. Mm-hmm. And we want you to connect. You know, first thing that happened with people is they just connected to Jesus. The beautiful thing about Jesus, though, was he was totally connectable. Mm-hmm. And everybody could connect with him. The goodness of God are available to all to experience freely, generously, and graciously. I've got this quote that, that um, Aristotle... Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas uh, quoted Aristotle early on. He said, anyone who doesn't need company is either greater than a man and is a god or lesser than a man and is a beast. Yeah. And you know what? Even beasts travel in packs they and have company packs, yeah. and mate for life. Yeah. So it's, it's really, really important. First Connection Peter 2.17, the message it says, treat everyone you meet with dignity. That means when you come here and you experience this community, you're going to experience openness. You're, gonna, you're not going to experience judgment. You're going to experience that we love you, we care about you, come as you are. And come exactly as you are. And we want you, first of all, we want you to make a very, very open connection. Not based on your performance or not based on, you know, you being a certain quality of person. We just want you to make a connection with God. Jesus just said, We want that to be the value that everybody embraces, you know. Like, treat people with love, dignity, and respect. You know, everybody Everybody. wants to be seen, heard, and valued. Everyone. So get it in your head. Every single person you engage with, a desire of their heart and a genuine need is for you to see them, for you to hear them, and for you to value them. Yes, see no man after the flesh, but after Jesus. So Mm -hmm. see that they are created in the image of God, someone Mm -hmm. that you have to love. Peter said, treat everyone you meet with dignity, love your spiritual family, revere God, and respect the government. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty serious Mm -hmm. stuff. And this isn't our opinion. These are things that have been worked into our heart, worked into our life, and these are right from the throne of God. And I love um, the belong, Belong, believe, believe, behave. behave. So For many, many years, probably centuries, it was you have to behave a certain way, then believe, which is so you know, contradictory. How can you behave if you don't believe? Truth. It's impossible for a man to behave beyond what, what he But we want everybody believes. to embrace this. We want everybody to embrace Everyone. It. Everybody can belong. People need everybody to belong. Everybody can belong. And you know, making the connection with Jesus, a lot of people hung out with Jesus way before they were able to believe. True. They had yeah. to and hang out with they were him. Able they had to, to be with him. Before. Look at the 12 disciples. They still behaved yeah, they poorly still behaved at the Last poorly. Supper. Yeah. And, and, you know, he didn't cast them aside. No. So it's belong, in the belonging, in the openness of belonging to God. That's that's where, you know, you know, you're going to get the believing because you're you going to hear the word. Because you, you see like, love and grace and generosity. Yeah. This belief, faith, exercising faith, even repentance comes from revelation. Mm-hmm. So if there's going to be change in my life, I need a revelation of what it is I'm moving towards. And you can't so, believe unless you hear it and see it. And yeah. so that's why how we have to they, be a place yeah. that opens says that our doors Romans to people 10, says, and let them belong. How can they believe unless there's a preacher? How can yeah. they believe unless there's a word? Mm-hmm. Is it me talking over you or you talking over me? I well, it's always you talking over me. But it's so much fun. Second thing is follow. I got to go through these quickly yeah. now, but the book is there. You're going to have it. You can pick one up in the next few weeks. But follow is he simply invited people to come be with him, and then he invited people to follow him. Mm-hmm. So this is what made connecting with him so easy and why an invitation to come and find the place where you belong is so open and so free. But in the follow, then you're going to say, wow, this Jesus, I believe in him and I want to follow him. Yeah. And then we're going to talk to you about the baptism, being baptized into the body of Christ, being baptized in water, and being baptized mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. And these are all values for us that that you're connecting and then you're following and being a follower of Christ. It's all values. Len Sweet says this. He says, followership, followership starts with Jesus, stays with Jesus, goes with Jesus, and ends with Jesus. Amen. Follow. Mm-hmm. I love that. We're followers mm-hmm. of Jesus. 
But in that whole process, next thing is discover. No greater question than who am I and what am I here for? And failing to arrive at that life-giving answers to that question, mm -hmm. it leaves you feeling driven or aimless or living with no real it's sense of identity. Of it's a part of it. You got to know. You got to have self-actualization and know why you're here. And we're very serious about equipping every single person in the body of Christ. So the most important people here are the people in the chairs. And we want to see the people in the chairs fully equipped. You don't come to hear some special, wonderful preacher. You come because here you are equipped. Here you discover here you, you is imparted to you so that the fullness of who you are comes into full expression and mm -hmm. manifestation so you got to discover who you are discovering who you are and discovering how wonderful the life is with god it naturally just leads to inviting mm -hmm. so the desire to invite others to experience the goodness and love of god it's the most natural response to our own personal encounter with jesus i love it where you know yeah, was it was andrew this. said come and see he says oh it's a woman at the well right yeah. i mean yeah. andrew said it too but yeah. the woman at the well here says come and come see, see a man, man who told, told me everything, everything i ever did did. <laughs> you would think a man who told you everything you ever did is somebody you don't want to meet ever yeah. again. But I know what she <laughs> met. She met Jesus, and him knowing everything about her didn't shame her. Yeah. Didn't make her feel bad about How herself. How great is that? In fact, somebody who knew Jesus everything. knows everything about me. He knows me. everything about me. He still like, sometimes me. I... Oh, Jesus really does. No. You know, he knows everything about you. He's nuts about you. He loves you. And you know what? That realization he that he's a wonderful God, and no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's happening in you, he's never going to stop loving you. The reality of the freedom that that brings sets you free to go into places where you felt not welcome and share with everybody the good news. I love that it says he came and told me everything told me. about me, not told everyone me everything. else everything about it, it, me. That's true. It's, that's a good thing. <laughs> give. Give is a big priority around here. Jesus wants to live well. He wants our needs met. wants to have enough to bless other people. Mm -hmm. Second Corinthians 9, 8 says, God, God is, is able to bless, able you, abundantly. To bless you abundantly. It's his will and desire to bless you abundantly so that in all things and at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. We mm -hmm. believe that that's the will of God. Yeah for you to, to prosper. And prosperity is having all your needs met and then being able to be a he blessing. He's a faithful God. And he is a faithful God. So generosity is a part of our culture. Generosity is a part of what we do. Serve. You know, if you really get touched by God, you're going to serve. I mean, Jesus, last opportunity to, to minister to his disciples. And he served them. He Washed did. their feet. He took off his robes and he washed their feet. And they're yeah. all like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Usually a household servant does this and Jesus is washing our yeah. feet. And Jesus did this. And he said, now go and do likewise. You must what really know you. how I love you because I serve you all that. the time. Ser that's true. It is, there's no doubt <laughs> but about serving, it. But serving isn't just about... Um, doing, like, just putting out and doing for the sake no, of doing. It's yeah. out of, um, some people it's out of a desire to give. Right. Some people, it's self-serving. Mm -hmm. And they're serving, but they're expecting, yeah. they're expecting something back. Because mm -hmm. Jesus didn't say, look, I served you, now serve me. Yeah. He said, I served you, now, now serve, serve others. Others. Yeah. others. Wash your, a lot of people yeah. say, well, Jesus served me, so I got to serve him. Mm -hmm. No, Jesus wants you to, without expectation, he wants you to generously serve other, other people. people. So God has given each of you gifts of his great variety and spiritual gifts. Use them well. Use them well to serve one another. Yeah, so your the, gifts and talents don't belong just to you no, to hoard you're, you're or to for you that. to just, you yeah. know, um, pro just personally prosper off. You know, your gifts and talents are given to you so that others may prosper from you as well and yes. they can gain from you. And yeah. So. These are all very strong values that we have as a mm -hmm. fellowship that undergird everything that we do. If and something, if you don't know what your gifts and talents are and you go, well, how do I serve in the house? Discover. Just try anything. That's yeah. why we do discover is that we will got tools we got ways to help you unpack mm -hmm. how god made you there's mm -hmm. god has a shape that he made you you're unique beautiful and wonderful but you know if, if if i'm using a hammer trying to drill something in the wall or i'm using a drill like a hammer and i've done those crazy things but mm -hmm. i've abused tools there's a lot of 
people abnormally using themselves and you're in situations that God never called you to be and you're wondering why you got no joy and I'm not happy doing things. Well, you need to find out who you are. And what makes you happy? Yeah, and we help you discover that. Using your gifts and talents and serving others should make you happy. Make you real, real happy. Yeah, it should be your meat and drink. My meat and my drink, Jesus said, is to do the will of my Father. But you know, if you don't know what that is, you can't discover who you are, how he shaped you and made you. That's a rough thing. Very, very important that you are equipped and you fully manifest mm-hmm. what you're called to be. And that's a value we have. And, and we have tools and, and things that we will work with you and mentor you and help you unpack those things. This is my favorite right here in joy. And everything's wrapped up. This value, yeah. the value that permeates all that we do is reflected in the mandate to rejoice always. To rejoice always. Always. I mean, Paul said it there. And Paul said it there. And then Philippians 4 4, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And where was he? He was in a lockdown. Mm -hmm. He was in a lockdown. And you know what he said in lockdown? You know what he wrote in a lockdown? What are you writing in your lockdown? (laughs) What are you writing? What what are the things that you're writing in your lockdown? You know what? I can see them. They're on Facebook. What are you writing in your lockdown? What are you writing? (laughs) Pastor Carl. You know, here's here's what Paul wrote in his lockdown. Here's what his Facebook said. Rejoice in the Lord always. always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Rejoice. Give thanks. Be let the peace of God gird you and surround you. I mean, man, he was writing an amazing thing. Imagine Paul's Facebook. Would have been pretty great. Huh? I mean, what letter are you writing right now in the lockdown? What is it? What is your legacy? If I go back five years from now, I go into your Facebook five years from now, I go all the way back to your posts in the lockdown. You won't find it. Or was it praise Jesus? God's good. You writing your legacy right now. Hey, I got into a whole different sermon yes, right there. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. We make fun and enjoyment a massive priority in all of our yeah. ministries and our activities. Mm-hmm. Joy and laughter should be the hallmarks of our lives, mm-hmm. empowering and strengthening us in every single thing we do. Yeah. And I don't know, but you hang around here long enough. Some people... Just like, what are those people so happy for? Are you kidding me? The joy of the Lord is your strength. John 17, read it. It says, Jesus in his prayer said, Father, give them the joy, joy. my joy. Give them the full measure of my joy. And then later on it says, Jesus was anointed with joy above Above his his brethren. brethren. There was no happier dude than Jesus. And if joy offends you, you'll probably have a hard time hanging around with him. What's going on? Proverbs it says, you know, here I am and your children and I am your delight and they are my delight. I'm dancing, I'm rejoicing in you. That word actually even says to tell a joke. Yeah. You know, it's a great word. But, you know, what, what's going on? I mean, you, you, if you're uncomfortable with joy, you'd be uncomfortable in the presence of God. Because it says in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Not every once in a while, but forevermore. Yeah. So joy is permeates the culture enjoy. of the people of God. You need to enjoy, enjoy. each other, enjoy, enjoy God, enjoy, enjoy life enjoy together. Enjoy what you're doing, enjoy ministry. Enjoy community enjoy together. Things. There was a study, I think uh, it was George Myerson, he said, uh, after uh, tracking 250 pages of moments of joy throughout history, he concluded that humans are happiest when they're hanging with their friends, gathered around tables of good food, conversation, and laughter. Laughter. You're the happiest when you're around family, ha. around friends, ha. and you're having good food and there's lots of laughter. You know, if you want to know what God's doing right now, Pastor, would you tell me what is God doing today? What is God doing in 2001? I want to tell you what he's doing. You ready? God sits in the heavens and he laughs. Mm -hmm. 
God sits in the heavens and he laughs, mm -hmm. and his enemies are in derision. His enemies go into full-on confusion. You know, if the enemy's trying to come take your you stuff, about, ha, ha, ha. You think ha. about you and I, if we're in the middle of, you know, a disagreement or something First like that. First one to laugh wins. Yeah, ha. but that's so <laughs> aggravating. You know, if you're not the person laughing in the middle of an argument, you just want to pop someone you in do. the head. Stop it's laughing. Like, so, this is not funny. Yeah. I'm serious about this. I'm so really, God's in the I'm heavens mad at and you laughs, right now. So then the devil's laughs. in derision. That's yeah. Yeah. That should be our posture. And that's very important. Life. Those are seven values, seven mm -hmm. verbs that we value. And that's the bedrock of who Connect, we are. Connect, follow, discover, yeah. invite. And give, you know, come serve, as you are in all those things. But we really expect, we, we have an expectation and we have a working knowledge that when you come into a community where you're with him and you're following him, these things start to unfold in your life. You know, you get connected. You, yeah. you really start to follow. You, you discover who you are. You invite, you give, you serve, and then you're just, all of it is done with Enjoy. ha, ha, ha. Wrapped in joy. So we got to like go, Pastor paper. Show. We got yeah. to wrap it up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. bless you guys. We had a leadership meeting tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. You're all invited. Want the leadership on there? Zoom? Got a bunch of our leaders on Zoom going to share. Email the church if you don't have a connect for it. We'll give you connect, but we want to share with you. We're going to talk about some of our plans and things going forward, but it's going to be good to hear from some of our leaders and, and see their faces. So we want you to be there as well. Listen, if you just wandered in and you're watching us and it just popped up on your feed or something, you know, if you don't know Jesus, he loves you. He knows he loves you. you. He's nuts about you. you know, he accepts you. you. He's totally for you. There's nothing about you that offends him. You've he never lived it. an unloved moment. You've never moment. lived an unloved moment. He's always loved you. He's not waiting to love you. He's not waiting to you make some changes so he can love you. He <laughs> loves you right now. And you know what? He has forgiven you. He has healed you. And he has set you free. And here's what you need to do. Just say, Thank you. I believe that. Suddenly your spirit just leapt and you went, I believe that. I want you to accept that. I want you to say, I believe that. You know, and the fullness of God is going to be manifest in your life and it's going to deliver you and set you free from everything that tries to choke the revelation that God loves you and he's for you. So if you need him right now, just say, I accept you, mm -hmm. Jesus, right now. You're my Lord. You're mm -hmm. my Savior. You're the lover of my soul. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just flooding me mm -hmm. right now. Thank you that I am born again. I'm born anew. I am forever restored to my loving Savior. So you are blessed right now in Jesus' name. Anyone else, we bless you. We just thank you. All of you folks, we love this church. We love you. We're just saddened that we don't get to spend as much time together right now. The lockdown breaks my heart, but you know what? We are able to connect like this, so let's yeah. do it. So don't say the lockdown's annoying and then not connect because we can do this, so let's do this. Yeah. And so let's stay connected. Keep praying for each other, loving each other. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Someone you need to call. Someone you need to text. Someone you need to connect with. Make sure that the body's ministering to itself and love each other. Love each other. Genuinely, from a full heart, love mm -hmm. each other. All right? Going to pray with you. Going to bless you. Did you want to pray us out, sure. Pastor Cheryl? Sure, I'll pray. You pray us out. Well, Father, we just thank you that you are a good, good God. You're I good, am good so God. thankful yes, that Lord. we actually don't just have a written word, but we have the Holy Spirit yes. who lives on the inside thank of us you, who can communicate from yes, heaven Lord. the preceding word from God so that mm. in these times of change we can move forward with confidence, confidence. and with courage Boldness. and without fear yes, and so Father I just thank you that you uh, speak to us today mm. we thank you that we can all have a rhema word and it doesn't depend on one person no. and thank yeah. you that we have an anointing that abides in us abides. that can teach us and yes. it teaches us the, the living and necessary things for the days that yes. we face yes. right now so Father we just pray your blessing upon mm. our family each and every Blessing upon
upon yes, our Father. impact family. Yes, just pray for anyone who watched us for the first time and pray that you just experience the, the gracious goodness and generosity of God in your lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. See you.